0: Hi, friends. My name is Angel, and I have some things to say. Hi, friends. This is Angel doing a podcast, really new, really exciting, a little little scary, but I just hope that my little bit of experience, strength, and hope can, can help someone. And today I want to talk about resentments. Uh, They're easy, easy to collect. I used to collect them like um, treasures, like gems. They were priceless, you know, and now that I am sober, valid resentments, you know, because when I was drinking, oh, I was insane. You don't know what you said. You were blacked out. Well, now that I can remember, I want still work in progress. I want everyone to do what I want them to do. Everything should just fall into place now that I'm working this wonderful program. Well, that's not always how it works. And what I'm learning is my great spirit will will show me just like this podcast. You know, I got a new sponsee. I'm all excited, but I'm like, I really don't have anything to, to talk about. Well, be careful what you ask for, because... <laughs> <laughs> my great spirit said, "Let's work on resentments." And uh, my my wonderful husband that I love so so much, um, it's the family after. And you know, for twelve years, he he wanted to fix me. He had to fix me. That was his job. That was his thing, you know. And and he couldn't do it. He he doesn't fix me he has not fixed me my great spirit is is i have that daily reprieve contingent on my fit spiritual condition and and that's that's a, a outside the box thought for him and and he sees that i have to live this way and this keeps me sober and and not only sober but serene and and happy and the situation was, uh, he was going to a friend's and, you know, said, I'll be back by five, big golf, you know, the masters and, um, okay, honey, no problem. And, uh, we had had a little thing two weeks before where he, you know, was out and, uh, too late and it was a big thing. So this is two weeks later and it gets to be six 30 hour and a half. After, he's not home. Well, I call, Oh, how dare you? Do you not know this is disrespectful? And, I, I had that, oh, it's valid, it's valid, you know, anger. Well, I'm forgetting that the previous 12 years, this was his every day. I would get angry, I'd been drinking, take off in the car, he wouldn't know where I was. But suddenly when he does something that, that I don't like, it's, it's unforgivable, and and that's that old alcoholic mindset. That's that's my isms. I want people to act the way I want them to act, and that's just not that that's not how things work. So, uh, did I forgive immediately? No, work in progress. But it was probably six hours sooner than I I did the last time, and that's why they say progress, not perfection. Also, um, with me, I'm seeing these defects of character and. Um, I, I have this bubbly personality and, and, you know, don't meet a stranger, but I have self-loathing and, and that is major for me. And, you know, it's being removed little by little and it may not all go away, but it, it's getting right size. So I, I, I see now what I do deserve. For me, forgiving was it it made it made me feel better my stomach didn't hurt my headache went away it's like i can't have resentments because it makes me physically ill and i deserve to be happy and and there's the question there lies the question do you want to be right or do you want to be happy and i want to be happy it's just a new new experience being able to forgive and uh, today was completely new because I had to forgive an apology that I didn't get. He was not sorry. He said, you know, I'm a hard working man. Uh I deserve to go out and you knew where I was and do I want to hold on to that anger and, and say, but no, or do I want to be happy? and i went today and and i was surrounded by my tribe and and i just shared and and dropped it because i can't hold that i can't hold that and and the old me like i said precious treasures were my resentments in working my program i can't have resentments because they'll kill me they they not only can make me feel bad they have the power to make me drink if i keep them in myself and in my body in my mind is where all the trouble <laughs> kind of starts. Now it's not so much I have a drink problem because by the grace of my great spirit, the, the obsession has been lifted, but the think problem. It's a daily thing, and, and it's I'm learning right thinking. I'm, I'm learning to think about others more than myself, and, and I've never done that, and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing and it started out, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. No, I get to do this. I get to forgive because when I forgive, it opens me up to more of my great spirit, the sunlight of my great spirit and those bad feelings, that, that resentment, that anger, that fear. And I'll just be honest. Uh, I have to think to myself, okay, what is the real issue here? What is going on? And to be honest, it's how dare you? How dare you be able to go and have a good time and drink with these people that I used to drink with? Never had an episode over there, but I cannot. I am an alcoholic. I cannot have a thimbleful, And that's my disease going, how dare you? You my husband, you're supposed to love me. How dare you go and do something that I can't? Well, guess what? He's not an alcoholic. I am. I can't take anybody else's inventory. You know, these are friends that we've had, and I've been sober for a year and some change, and we've not hung out. And I'm just, I am me, so I'm just going to throw this out there. When you have to discuss with your friends for seven hours how to hang out with a non-alcoholic, and one of the, the solutions you're coming up with is for you to have your stash in the car not taking your inventory, bud, but you might need to, to check out a meeting. <laughs> and maybe that's just my little bit of anger still coming up, but hey, that that is me. I'm just being real. Uh, I had a friend tell me one time, when you were sitting there trying to control your drinking, okay, I'll drink this and not that. Oh, okay, I'll drink here and not there. You might have a problem. And like I said, I can't take their inventory, but when you have a discussion for seven hours how to hang out one day with a non-alcoholic, you might be an alcoholic. <laughs> but um, today, I, I feel much better because I, I prayed and I asked my great spirit, please give me a heart of forgiveness. I cannot. I cannot. So instead, you know, it, it's not that the, the drink anymore. Like I said, it's not reaching for the drink it's reaching for his neck. And (laughs) I really wanted to, but today it's about me having peace, you know, and instead of reaching for that drink, I reached for my phone and I listened to a, a wonderful speaker and it was on forgiveness. And it's, do you want to be happy? It's such a gift to be able to reach for those things that will help me on my journey. My toolbox is what I like to call it. And I have that toolbox right there. And I'm just so grateful today to my great spirit, to the wonderful support system I have, because today I have forgiven for an apology I I did not get. That is new, but it feels good because... I deserve to be happy. I don't have to carry all that anger, all that resentment, all that, oh, defiant, you know, I'm sober now. You shouldn't be doing this. Because you know what? The truth is, for 12 years, I was insane. And I I do not even remember a lot of my actions. But the speaker that I was listening to today said, when you are able to handle situations which used to baffle you, And when your great spirit is doing for you what you cannot do for yourself that I should share. And, oh, I'm sharing because I tell you what, the feeling of just release man that stuff doesn't feel good, whether it's justified, whether they're right, wrong, whatever. The act of forgiveness is for me. It's for, for you. It's it's not for the people that, that did those things. Because as an alcoholic, I want forgiveness, right? I want forgiveness for 12 years of stuff I did, you know? But um, it as an alcoholic, it's so hard to forgive. And I didn't know that about myself. But it's a character defect, you know? I hold on to grudges. And um, with the, the, the wonderful help of my tribe and my great spirit, I'm learning. I'm learning to forgive, to let go, to to live and let live and it's it's a journey one day at a time I'm not a big picture I can't look at the big picture my husband's a big picture person he's always you got to look at the big picture no honey I have to stay in today and and that works for me and um, I love it and I hope you have enjoyed some more of this podcast and we will be right back we invite you to visit our website, muchmortosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two, say.weebly.com. And we are back. I would like to talk a little bit about my great spirit. For some people, that's God, Jehovah, Ah. Have a little bit of a different take on my great spirit because I was raised that God was an ogre. That you had to follow all these rules and regulations, and if you didn't, he would take your kids, your life, everything. I mean, I'm a I'm at the time I was twenty something years old, and I was so fearful. There was a uh, it was storming. There was a black cat on on my trailer, and I really honestly. I got under my bed. I thought the devil was coming to get me. And that's at 20-something years old. What I know now that I didn't know then is that is spiritual abuse. That is not God. That is not great spirit. And I've been on a journey, and I'm in a 12-step program, and... When I got to step two, I thought I had that God. Oh, you know, I wasn't going to have that ogre God. God was wonderful in love, and he was going to do everything for me, and I just was going to be this wonderful person, and Nothing was going to touch me. and that that again was the wrong concept. Um, God is not Santa Claus. My great spirit um, is not a Santa Claus. and I'm, I'm like, well what do you do? What is your job? <laughs> and, you know uh, the, I need this spiritual experience and the spiritual program and what the hell do you do? So <laughs> it has been a spiritual experience of the educational variety for me. God is love. God is love and, and does not want to beat me over the head or to take my children or to take my own life. God is, is love and wants me to be at my best so I can be of maximum service to him or her. And if I'm blocked by resentments, by anger, by really anything, then it blocks the sunlight of the spirit. And it's just a wonderful thing because when you are raised with this spiritual abuse that if you don't, you know, dress this way, if you don't talk this way, God forbid you do anything. And, and that is such a, a, a bullshit. I'm sorry. But it messed me up for so many years that I had to, you got to speak in tongues. You got to have this gift. You got to have that gift. Well, I do have gifts. I, have, I had the gift of desperation. That's what gift I had. I had the gift of desperation so that I had to have a God of my experience, a great spirit of my experience. Some people say understanding. I don't understand my great spirit, and I never will. But I'm starting this journey. I'm starting this relationship, and it's a relationship like any other. There's things that I've been told about this person that are false you know it's just like anybody else and the the thing that is so beautiful and so magical is being a seeker and if you're a seeker you're you're gonna you're gonna get answers you know if you're a seeker you're a great spirit your god is going to put you on that right path because it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It matters what your great spirit tells you. That little voice inside that says, hey, you know, you're doing okay. Or the little voice that says, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or, or maybe you don't do this. And and it's being open and listening. Because before I had so much static in my head. So many things going on. I got to do this. Got to do that. That's where be still and know that I am your great spirit. Because it, without fail, when I quiet myself, which for me is very hard, <laughs> I am 90 to nothing, uh, 90 miles an hour all the time. But the, the, the miracle that has happened for me is that I can be quiet and listen to my great spirit and it's real man it's not it's not this this uh, you know thing that you pray to that's up in the sky that's looking down that's you know got a lightning bolt and a baseball bat ready for you to mess up no it's it's um it is this this entity that wants the absolute best for you every single day wants you to have peace, joy, happiness, all those things. You don't have to be the member of a special club. You don't have to go to this church, that church. You don't have to go to this Bible study, that Bible study. All you have to do is look up and look in. And that's where Great Spirit is. That's where Great Spirit has always been. Is in here. It's an inside job, you know. Great Spirit just wants to be let out to love and and to help your fellow man and and just keeping my side of the street clean. Cause boy, I'm an alcoholic. I got grandiose stuff I want to do. You know, I want to be on that stage. I want to be Billy Graham saving everybody. You know, but that is not what. Right now, my my great spirit has in store for me. It's keeping in my lane, my little hula hoop. Love the saying, not my monkeys, not my circus. And um, it's it's a work in progress because I have people in my life that still have that baseball bat and that lightning. And I can't talk to them right now because they try and say, you're wrong. Your God is wrong. This, that, and the other. And the proof is in the pudding, people. I mean, my life is more peaceful than it has ever been in my 47 years of living. And that includes my childhood. And I am the black sheep. I like to consider myself the tie-dye sheep of the family, but I'm the black sheep of the family. (laughs) And now that I am sober and can see actions around me, oh my goodness gracious, there is nobody normal, no, not one you know, and it's good. I can laugh about it now. Because before sobriety, I wanted that normalcy so bad. And I would joke, oh, hey, nobody's normal. Well, now I can joke like that. Because as far as normalcy, I got a pretty good life, you know, staying in my lane, working my little steps, loving my tribe, got my first sponsee. I'm very excited. It's, it's the whole change of, of my mindset, and it's nothing that I'm doing by myself. Oh, God, no. This is 100% with the help of my great spirit, because without my great spirit, I get drunk. I am not a good person. And my great spirit is a little different. I love the crystals. I love... When I see a butterfly, that's my great spirit. I leave my house and there's birds chirping. To me, that's my great spirit saying, hey, how you doing? You know, I've got squirrels. That is, is God to me. I can look in the face of, of a squirrel and, and I see God, man. I look in the face of my fellow uh, alcoholic and I see God. When I say the gift of desperation... It really was a gift because I had nothing. I had nowhere else, nobody else. I didn't know what to do. And, and when I said, I want to know you, I want to know you, not, not who, you know, Sally says you are, not who my mom said you were, not, not who my dad says you are now. I want to know who you are to me. And it's a daily thing. I love it. I'm very excited, and I hope you will continue this journey with me. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.